Most of my prayers, I speak out loud. That makes it easier for me to stay focused on the conversation with God. God never responds out loud, but his responses are real, more real than my out loud words. He speaks directly to my heart and to my mind in a language that goes beyond words. If I choose to let him, he changes me, my heart and my mind, during those conversations, not just in that moment, but as a part of a long conversation that goes on for days, weeks, years, really, for a whole lifetime. Like a long road trip with the very best friend you can have. My name is Bob Bentley from Aniana, Alabama. On Pray Together this week, I'll be talking out loud about praying for our enemies. I like words. I like to hear words put together well. My favorite wordsmith is Jesus. I am in awe of how Jesus uses such an economy of words to convey such a profound message. His words are most provocative to me when I pay attention to what Jesus did not say during his conversations in the Gospels. Like, for instance, when he displayed a Roman coin and said to give to Caesar that which is Caesar's and to God that which is God's. Many times, we speak of this passage as if he is giving us a definite answer. Sure, pay your taxes, obey the civil law, and obey God. But what does Jesus not say? Well, he does not tell us what actually belongs to Caesar and what actually belongs to God. He left that open for us to decide for ourselves. So what's that got to do with praying for my enemies, you might be saying? In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus tells us to love our enemies and pray for them as well. That seems pretty clear, right? Well, if you look at it closer, what did Jesus not tell us? He did not tell us who our enemies are exactly. And that is where I think we must start when we pray for our enemies. Have we labeled someone as our enemy? And we need to tell God why. Is it because they compete with us in a race that we want to win? In our work, in our social life and standing, a popularity contest? Or perhaps disagree with us about our religious doctrine, our politics, our child rearing, our vaccines, or masks, either or neither? Or maybe we just don't like them. Maybe we should talk to God about these things in detail. Take our time. Do it slow. Be honest. We might learn a little about the folks we consider enemies during that conversation, and maybe even more about ourselves. So first then, when we decide to pray for someone because we are supposed to pray for our enemies, maybe we should fully explain to God why we think of them that way. Second, if we have to go beyond step one, maybe we should tell God more about how we know that person, our relationship. Are we close in any way? Are we friends? Are we co-workers, business associates? Do we go to church together, in a civic club together? Or maybe this is someone we don't really know at all, like a public figure, for instance. If we do have a relationship with this person, has that person ever done anything good for us or for others that you know about? Explain that to God. Take your time. Think real hard. If so, what are they doing now that is worthy of being deemed an enemy? 
if we do not really know a person at all, then what have they really been able to do to us? What action of theirs was truly done to cause us harm? The results of this slow, detailed conversation might change the course of the prayer. We may be where we may have a right to be disappointed or hurt or even angry. But is this person truly an enemy? Our prayer may require that we pray for a repaired relationship and the removal of obstacles to that relationship. And we may even have to acknowledge some fault of our own. Or, to put it bluntly, you may realize that it's a waste of time and energy to worry about a public figure that just annoys you or who stands for everything you don't. Do you even know enough about them to claim them as an enemy? God does not want us to waste our time. All of this is not to say that we have no enemies. I don't know exactly how to define that, but it is safe to say, I think, that part of the definition is that the primary connection that you have with them is their desire and resulting actions to cause you or those you love real harm. It could be in any area of our lives, in business and social life, in our family life, in politics, in church, well, any area of our life in this world. Enemies may exist. So how do we pray for them? First, ask God to help us love them, despite their intent to do us harm. Second, ask God to help us find forgiveness for them and understanding for them. Third, pray that God will give them an opportunity to change their heart. And fourth, that if possible, he will use us to effect a change in them by our example of love. It would be wrong for me to suggest that I have the answer to the question, how do you pray for your enemies? I think Jesus left some of these answers unspoken in Scripture because he knew and desired that the answer would come for us only through prayer, through real, honest conversations with God during our lifetime journey with him. If I had two points, I would like to leave with you. The first is, look for the answers Jesus did not give, like what belongs to God or what belongs to Caesar, or the unanswered part of Jesus' passage in Matthew chapter 5, who is my enemy. Second, at least a couple of times a week, take the luxury of getting away from the prayer list and have long, wandering conversations with God about the unanswered questions hidden in Jesus' conversations in the gospel, but that are common to us in our lives even today. Oh God, we thank you for the miraculous words of Jesus and also for the questions he left to be discussed and answered in long, wandering conversations with you. Help us to love all your children, those with whom we are in relationship, those who annoy us, disappoint us, even infuriate us, but are not our enemies. Help us find ways to repair, restore, and strengthen those relationships with you at the center. Give us the strength to love, forgive, and follow your direction for those whose purpose it is to actually do us harm. And if you call us to engage that person, help us to do it in a way that glorifies you and as a witness to your power, your grace, 
and your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.